What's up, everybody? It's Corey from the House Show Podcast, and I am here with this week's 205 Live Recap for February 12th, 2019. Number one, we open the show with the Lucha House Party, or more specifically, Lindsay Dorado going against Jack Gallagher for no real good reason. Here's the storyline so far. Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak have shown interest in Humberto Carrillo, an up-and-coming star in 205 who got his start on NXT and before then the indie scene with a huge backing behind him. Now, they want to train him, but for some reason, I guess Lucha House Party took offense because they shared the Lucha background with Carrillo, so now they want to fight. But they don't want to train him. They just want to fight. So, okay, I guess this match was for the ability to gain the interest of Creo and have the possibility that he might want to train with Gulak and Gallagher. The whole point of this is the setup was crappy, the match was half-assed, and it really made no sense. Both men, Gallagher and Lindsay, looked great in the ring. They have some good chemistry, but if there's not a decent storyline behind it, it makes no sense. And this made no sense. Jack Gallagher gets the win over Lindsay with a pinfall, rolling through an avalanche hurricanrana into a sunset flip pin. It was impressive looking, but now that Gulak and Gallagher have won, they go backstage to Kayla Braxton, who's talking to Umberto Creo, and she says, Hey, Umberto, what do you think of Gallagher and Gulak wanting to train you? And Umberto says, Hey, you know, I'm more than happy to listen to what they've got to say. That whole 15-minute match for a guy saying, I'm happy to listen to what they have to say. <sighs> Number two. Arya Davari cuts a promo about how he didn't come to 205 Live to be anybody's boy, which I hate the use of that word regardless, uh, but he came to serve himself. And they, you know, they did kind of the Mustafa Ali vignette where they have Arya in a warehouse, soft focus, good bokeh, and then every now and then to really emphasize something, they zoom in a bit, turn the film to black and white, and pixelated a bit. I mean, all right. Uh, I like Arya Davari. I think Arya has a lot of good stuff ahead for him, especially now that they've kind of taken away that whole Prince Mystique, not Prince the artist, but Prince is in someone who is of the upper echelon. And I didn't think it ever worked for him. And now that they've kind of made him this street brawler of sorts, I'm okay with it. I mean, I've always been okay with him as a wrestler, but I think this character might be a little bit better. So, of course, Arya Dori says that he's coming for the title, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. Number three, Mike and Maria Kanellis got a promo about how it's taken Mike 16 years to get to WWE, and he didn't work that long to lose to Kalisto or Brian Kendrick or to be seen as a joke. Um... Maria chimes in with something about every time he loses, they win, they learn, and they get a step closer to success. Um, you know, Mike and Maria asked for their release, which was a work, um, but I kind of don't think that that might not be a bad idea. Mike has a lot of talent, um, but unfortunately I think most of his talent lies in his wife's ability to manage him, and at least as far as creative goes. 
So if they did leave and go to somewhere like Ring of Honor again or something like that, you know, he might have a better chance at being with his new family and possibly making a little bit better money than he might be making with WWE. All this to say, I like Mike Kanellis. I like Maria Kanellis, but in the position that they are currently in, they hold no interest for me. And that's a that's a pretty big shame. Number four, Tony Nice and Noam Dar have their rematch from the match before and the brutal beating that Noam Dar took from Tony Nice out in the parking lot. This is a you know 25-minute match, and while it's fine. It's not the best match that we've seen from either of these guys because I think since they have to roll with the no DQ qualifications, they tried way too hard to use everything around them from chairs, from a table, from the steel steps, from the announcement table, which Noam Dar went through, through Tony Nice blasting Noam Dar through the timekeeper's barricade with a running knee. These guys are great workers. Noam Dar is an amazing technician. Tony Nice is just outstanding as a brawler and as a cruiserweight, but this was not a match that I think either one of them needed to have, especially at this point in their career. It made no difference. It proved that they could really, I guess, do some stuff like no DQ, but nobody wanted that out of them. Nobody's asking 205 Live guys to get into the no DQ hardcore era. We're perfectly happy with them jumping around and flipping and utilizing the style that they were brought in for. So these theme matches, like a no DQ, I just don't think they have any place on 205 Live. And then finally, corner number five, Drake Maverick presides over a contract signing between Akira Tozawa and Buddy Murphy backstage. Um, pretty standard fare. Akira says that he's going to beat him because he's unstoppable. And Buddy says, well, hey, why don't you come take a selfie with the belt because that's as close as you're going to get it. Buddy Murphy's monologue was way too scripted. And it felt really out of place in this contract signing backstage. Even Drake Maverick's face was showing that he was kind of tired of it. So, of course, this weekend at the Elimination Chamber, we're going to see Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa fight. And I'm looking forward to it. I like watching Buddy Murphy uh, work. And I love watching Akira Tozawa with his Sinton bombs. So I think that's going to be a good one. But that's it for this week's 205. For something that's building up to the pay-per-view, it was really kind of meh. With only two matches and a bunch of backstage stuff, it's kind of what we're coming to expect from 205. Not to say that 205 is going downhill, because it's not. It's still giving you quality entertainment, but it's kind of by the books now, and I really want to see something get shaken up, as they were promising to do months ago. But what did you guys think? Call into the station or comment down below. You can hit me up on Twitter at HouseShow underscore Corey, or you can hit up the main account at HouseShowPod, where also pinned at the top of our Twitter account, you can find the address for our channel on the Discord app, and you definitely want to come join us over there. Otherwise, find us on all your social media outlets at HouseShowPod, and I will be back tomorrow with my NXT recap. But until then, I'll catch you guys later. Peace.